is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah! Are you ready for a break? Uh, yes. Are you ready for a break? Absolutely. Ready for a break? Yeah, and um, so much for that. It's time for The Break on DallasCowboys.com. We were on the break! It is Tuesday, November 10th, 2020, season 16, episode number 62. Welcome to the latest edition of The Break. I'm live from the SWBC Mortgage Studios at the Star. And I don't have my normal crew with me, but I got a good crew with me. Y'all yes, going to enjoy sir. this. This next 45 minutes, we're going to have some fun. We're going to talk about a lot of stuff. We're going to get some good opinions out there Absolutely. and have a good discussion. I got Isaiah Stand back with me, a four-year NFL vet with the Cowboys, with the Patriots, with the Jacksonville Jaguars. We got Barry Church, a nine-year vet, What's also with down? the Cowboys and the Jaguars. We got Kurt Daniels, who's a 12-year vet, never put on a helmet. But it's 12-year event with the Cowboys. <laughs> and, uh, and, hey, I'll take it. I'll take it. Right. So we got a, we got a very, very experienced crew here. We're going to have a lot of good, good conversation. And what I want to do to get started, I know there might be people out there listening that may not have – may not be as familiar with with you guys because they listen to the break and maybe they don't listen to the other shows. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to open up by first just going around the table and I want you guys to to level set and just tell people what your thoughts are, general thoughts are on the status of this team right now. I'm going to start first with you, Isaiah. Uh, Right now, this is not a very good team right now. Um, obviously, the, the record record says one thing. Obviously, being 2-7, and seven, that, that lets you know. Um, but unfortunately, you know, you know, this team just – they play some very tough teams, um, but they also haven't played very good ball. I um, mean, you know, if this, if this last game is any indication as to where we're going as an organization from this point forward, then, you know, I think everybody should be encouraged. Um, but, you know, I don't – Aside from the dog on 49ers, I don't think anybody's faced as many injuries as if we face. Mm-hmm. Can't use it as an excuse. The next man has to stand up and step up. Um, and unfortunately, guys just have not played up to what what we feel like they, they should be doing. Barry. Uh, yeah, I'm with Isaiah on this one. The season hasn't been uh, what we all thought it would be going into this thing. Uh, we lost multiple all pros. I mean, we lost our two tackles. We lost our QB1 out there. Defensively, we've been running around kind of dazed and confused with this new system. So overall, things aren't going how we thought they would in this season. But like you said, these Last two games, Philadelphia defensively mm-hmm. and then Pittsburgh, I think all three phases played a lot better. Yeah. Um, and if they can build on this momentum, if they can get this going in the right direction, I mean, we're not out of the playoffs yet. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, if you. That's if you, crazy if to if say. You, it is very crazy. <laughs> and if you watch the players' lounge, <laughs> if you watch the players' lounge, you'll see I'm, I'm still drinking the Kool Aid yeah. over here. I might be the only one, but um, so far the season hasn't gone, but, you know, we got to keep that momentum going and, and who knows what can happen. Kurt, what are your thoughts? Yeah, I agree. I mean, yeah, they had a shot to make the playoffs. But for me, it, I'm looking towards next year. I want to see development. I want to see these young guys get better. I want to see some improvement, which I think we have seen the last couple of games. I kind of wish they'd been bigger sellers at the trade deadline. I mean, it's just been a disappointing year for a number of reasons. For me, I'm looking for next year. I want to see development and improvement going forward. Let's get he into uh, the past tense too. You say he said had. Yeah, it's old. The Kool Aid is done. Yeah, hey, I I I chugged. Yeah, I chugged the Kool Aid at the beginning of the year. I was I was Super Bowl bust to start out, and I, now I'm just I'm sorry. I can't. I've, I've 
I've jumped <laughs> off the bandwagon, I guess. I don't yeah, know. what you guys might not know about me, I'm probably the most optimistic person you'll ever meet. Okay. So for me, I I had, I had really been kept. I kept the faith, yeah. and then it just got to a point where it's like I can't really even. Oh, you know, I can't even fathom the break too. Yeah, I don't. I don't know what else to say. I mean, honestly, I'm kind of with Kurt. I just want to see. <laughs> I want to see how well these guys develop because yeah, yeah, I'm looking okay. at next year and I'm thinking you get because let's let's be real, even if they get to the playoffs, the teams they match up with, there is not a likelihood that it's going to be a, a a long playoff run. So, so for me, I look at it and I'm like, okay, so when you get back all of your your great players that you lost this year, yeah. then the question becomes, how much did you get these young guys to develop a Gallimore? Trayvon Diggs, you know, how much did those guys develop to where you add them into mm-hmm. these great players that you're missing right now to where you not, might actually have something. So that's what I'm more looking forward to, I, I guess. Is right I see, way I see you. I, but as a, as a player, okay. right, mm-hmm. as a player, you know, when you're saying there's a chance, there's a chance, right? Yeah, always. So, always Absolutely. a chance. So, I mean, you're out there, your check is the same no matter what, right? All 17 weeks, your check comes through the same way, mm-hmm. right? But those extra checks, right, and with all loans, those things are on the horizon, you're going to do everything you can to go grab those things, right? <laughs> right. And no matter what circumstance, yeah, 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 no matter what the circumstance is, and the NFC East is what it is, mm-hmm. right? It is what it is, Wide and open. guess what? I, I take it how I can get it, right? Yeah. You know, I, I alluded to it in the past, or when I was playing with, the, unfortunately, with the Giants, right? Um, you know, we we snuck in the playoffs. You know, we we beat Dallas and we snuck in the playoffs, and guess what? We we got we we took we got some of that Kool Aid, we got some get oh, right, yeah. right? Oh, and yeah. guess what? We and guys remember <laughs> once they got that opportunity, it was a reset button, mm-hmm. right? So regardless of how we were playing up to that point, it was a reset button that day. Once you recognize you're in the playoffs. It's like, guess what? I, I can ball, right? We can ball as a team. Mm-hmm. And guess what? We're only four games away from walking away with some jewelry. So your mindset changes, right? Mm-hmm. As long, so as long as you have opportunity to get in that thing, you slide up in there like you on like you on a uh, slip and slide. So I kind of I'm kind of hearing that you're kind of with me on this I'm on this Kool Aid a little bit. As long as there's opportunity, okay, yeah. like you're right. Yeah. You the window's cracked. It's cracked. And, and so guess what? You got a breeze coming through, and you can be Debo. So all you gotta do is open, up, open, open the door up. a little What's bit. What's going on in yeah, here? Exactly. Like, <laughs> and I'm with you on that one. I, we still got a chance. This NFC East is not sewn up at all by any stretch of the imagination. Uh, we still get to play all those guys at least one more time. So we can we got a a chance at least to get back into the division. And I can see it happening. Um, we we just got to we just got to play better overall the defense offense special teams which we've seen um, in that Pittsburgh game so for me we still got a chance I'm still drinking the Kool Aid I might be the only one on the boat but I'm gonna still be now there. you ain't the only one because think about it think about it from this perspective <laughs> right if you do get back into the play if you say you have a chance to win the playoffs right yeah. and somehow you sneak up in there at that point in time think about how healthy you are. Potentially, if not, yeah. if you don't have any more injuries, right? Mm-hmm. You get all your guys back for the most part, right? And the conversation of Dak coming back even presents itself, depending on how how well his recovery. So? No, ain't no way, no way, We're talking about nah. hey, no, listen, listen. You're talking to somebody who's had six surgeries, okay? Right? Somebody who's had seven surgeries. So when you start talking about injuries, when you talk about bones. Right? There's a potential for bones to heal substantially faster than ligaments and everything yeah. else that you face. So I'm saying there's a chance. I'm saying okay. that might be a, sli- a slither we of a chance, going, right? We're going all in yeah. with like but I'm saying really sweet I'm, cheer. Yeah. I'm saying yeah. hey, like, we're going all in. Everything would have to. Yeah, yeah, I put a lot of sugar up in there. You got to get a wooden spoon. But a lot of things start presenting themselves, right? So, But you have to give yourself that chance. You have to give yourself that opportunity. No doubt. And even if you take the Dax aspect out of it, if you are putting your position yourself to get into the playoffs, and whoever you have at quarterback is probably, probably playing pretty well at that time. Well, at this point, I mean, I I'd certainly want the guys over in that other part of the building to be thinking like that, yeah, right? Yeah, That's what sure. we expect, for sure. that we want them to play the thing out, play as hard as you can. <laughs> I just don't know for me as a as an observer I hear you. that I necessarily no, I am, am going to buy it. But 
if they give me reason yeah. to, like I always tell them, give me a reason. I want to thing. pick you. I want to pick you every <laughs> single week. You got to give me a reason to pick you every single week. Let's jump into the conversation on Trayvon Diggs. There was a little bit of news that came out on him. Looks like he has a broken foot. And uh, we were talking about it before the show, Isaiah. And I, I for me, I, again, it goes against what I'm really trying to accomplish this mm, year at yeah. this point, which is these young guys getting reps and being able to develop. And what we've seen from him, to, in my opinion, is a player – who came in, they threw him in the fire, mm-hmm. and over time we've seen him get a little bit better. There were some things. Yeah. He's had some mishaps that are just like you don't even know why he did what he did. Yeah. But you've also seen some moments where you're like, man, this kid can play. Can ball. And so that being said, I, mm-hmm. I'm asking you guys, particularly as two former players, okay. um, how much does that affect the, when, when is it is your first year and you're kind of having this up and down year, how much does it affect you to now have to miss at least half the season? I, it hurts him drastically. I mean, because he was picking up, he was picking up momentum, and I, I think early on, I've been hard on him all year too. I've been tough on him, but he's faced the best the league has to throw on him. Mm-hmm. So we talk about in terms of as a rookie coming in, and you know your ability to see things and adjust to the to the to the speed of the game, and he's faced it, yeah, right. He's sure. faced it, and he and he's got his he's got his tail waxed a couple times. Mm-hmm. You know, what I'm saying guys have ran past him, um, but. You know, he, he started figuring things out. We saw, you know, obviously in the Philly game, he got a couple of interceptions. The ball came his way. He made the plays. Um, last week, he, he played a little bit better as well. So I'm thinking that he's, his confidence is starting to build. And as soon as you get that confidence, boom, this happens to you, right? So now not only does he have to overcome being a rookie, he has to overcome injury. And now he has to overcome trying to get back in it before the season's over. Yeah, I think it's going to hurt him overall. Is he I mean, meeting your. Oh, go ahead. No, go, ahead. Go, ahead. go ahead, Kirk. Well, <clears throat> was he meeting your expectations, though? I mean, I almost feel like. I mean, he had no offseason. He had no preseason games. Obviously a rookie. In some ways, whatever you could get out of him this year was almost not a free pass, but I don't know. This season for him was all about development, which is why this injury hurts him so mm-hmm. much. But did you think he was meeting the expectations of a second-round pick before this happened? Uh, well, for me, overall, I thought um, at, at the beginning – I mean, let's look at the list of receivers he went against. Um, we got <laughs> Robert Woods, Cooper Cup. Julio Jones, Calvin Ridley, Um, you got DK Metcalf, you got Tyler Lockett. (laughs) I mean, that lineup alone, I mean, I don't see, I don't know any veteran cornerback that would be able to, you know, stand up against that. So for me, the ups and downs that he's had, I mean, you're going to see those as a rookie. I mean, he had a lot of mistakes with his eyes and and footwork at the line of scrimmage, but those are the things that's going to hurt him because he could have built upon that this season um, going going forward. But to me, I I love what I see in the guy. I mean, um, the the best part about his game that I saw so far this year was just his short-term memory. Mm -hmm. He was out to go out there and he had ups and downs, but he wouldn't let that affect him throughout the whole game. He wouldn't hang his head and kind of, man, woe is me type deal. No, he he kept scrapping and he kept fighting. And those are the type of guys you want on your team. Those are the type of guys you want to go to war with. Um, But this injury, it will affect him a little bit. But um, I think he should. I'm not a doctor or anything, but he should be ready by OTAs and and minicamp and all that good stuff. So hopefully it doesn't hamper that at all. But going forward, I think we have a star here. Yeah, thinking about his mentality, we talk about this all the time on the break. Mm This guy, he's been he's been used to getting torched in the backyard all his life going up against <laughs> going his brother, exactly. who is an NFL wide receiver, a really good yeah. NFL wide receiver. So he's not going to get down. Yeah, like yeah. He knows if getting beat is a yeah, part of it, true. but he's also going to keep fighting, yeah. and he's going to win some on his own. And yeah. that's just that, that's what you're seeing from him. Yeah. He's a guy that's going to keep fighting. Even when he makes a mistake, he comes back. I, I think the DK Metcalf play is, to me, the epitome of what yeah. his season Without has been. Question. Get beat. Come back, make a play. And that's – but quite frankly, you look at the cornerbacks on this team for, for quite a while now, they haven't had that those that kind fight. of players. Yeah, now. yeah, that's they, true. They'll get beat, but they never come back and make the play. Yeah. They never come back and make that play that can change the game. I think from that standpoint, they might have found them a, a gem. 
yeah. in, in this guy. This is true because, I mean, we, when uh, when I was on the team, we had a guy similar, Morris Claiborne, yeah. who was a high draft pick, you know, he, coming out of LSU, man, corner. But what Tavon Diggs had that he didn't, he had that short-term memory. With Mo, it was kind of like, man, I got beat. Mm-hmm. And then the rest of the game was just downhill. Mm-hmm. And that's what I think I love so much about Tavon Diggs. It's just his ability to fight and keep mm-hmm. scratching uh, no matter what. Yep. All right, we're going to uh, move on to another topic. Earlier uh, yesterday, I think it was, Stephen Jones and Mike McCarthy, uh, they were in their their separate interviews, and uh, they talked about Andy Dalton uh, and the quarterback position, and they both agreed that once he's healthy, he will resume the, the, the role as a starter over Garrett Gilbert. My question for you guys is, do you agree or disagree with this decision? Let's start first with you, Kurt. Well... I you know, I don't know it's might be a cop out, but I want the guy who's going to give us the best chance to win. <clears throat> Excuse me, best chance to win. Um, I mean, I, it's not like you're developing Gilbert for the future. I don't think. I mean, he was he brought a lot of excitement, um, a little bit of energy in that game. But you know, in some ways, I think Dalton has as big a chance to be your backup next year as as uh, as, as Gilbert does. I mean, what's the market going to be for him to find a number one job somewhere? So. I'm not against Dalton coming out there. If he proves he, you know, if he's if he's the better quarterback, which experience says it, he is, I don't see why you don't keep running him out there if he's giving you best, best chance to win. Because you're not trying. I don't think you're trying to develop a 30 year old Gilbert who's been in the league so long as he has. I'm an Andy Dalton fan, and I've gotten scorched uh, for it. Um, however, you look as as players, right? We look at the energy of the team. We look at how the team vibed with Gilbert versus how they vibe with Dalton. Now, Gilbert had a, a much more stout offensive line than, than Andy had at the time. But regardless of the fact, I feel as if the energy and the, and the morale, I know I heard that in the last podcast, yeah. the morale of the team was better <laughs> with Gilbert, um, unfortunately, than it, than it was with Dalton. Because normally I'll pick Dalton all day long in terms of experience, in terms of skill sets, all that stuff. Right? I think he's a, I think he's a, he's a dude. But the team didn't vibe with him. Um, and that's what sticks out the most to me when I look at those two performances. And I know it's hard to put those two up against each other, but one thing you can match is how the team responded to him. And I feel like their team responded to Gilbert. Yeah, and, I, and I'm going to have to go on this Gilbert how? train as well. Go ahead, Kirk. Go ahead. What were you about to say? Well, I just how – how? How do you explain that they vibed with them? Like you said, um, Gilbert had a better offensive line. They might have been more pumped up to play the Steelers who were undefeated coming in. They were at home. I mean, I guess it's sort of a – you know, how do you describe vibe? But what made you think that they were in the long term would be better with Gilbert? I'm not saying necessarily the long term. I'm talking about just right now. Right? Yeah. <laughs> Which is all his, they have to work. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, this. Yeah, this. Right. This season for yeah, sure. Not. And, and, not and I'm not sure I could necessarily yeah. put my finger on it. Um, to, to explain it, but it's it's a, it's a thing that you feel, right? I don't know. It's a thing you feel when the, just the energy of the team when they came out um, with Annie. They were flat. They were flat and they never responded, right? Mm-hmm. And when things went went bad, they didn't they didn't come back, right? They didn't come back, nor did they show the urgency to come back at yeah. any any place. When Andy Dalton got knocked down, they eh, yeah, right they versus away, you know yeah. versus Gilbert got knocked down, <laughs> they, they running over there to pick him up, right? Or you know or you know if he threw yeah. an interception. Guess what? They came back and you could see that they they were still ready to go. Let's roll. Let's do this. We got a yeah. chance. So it's a it's a it's a whole vibe thing like that um, where you. <sighs> How can I? How can I say that, man? Where, where they, you just you just feel like they, like there's a chance, 
you felt like you felt like there was a chance the mm-hmm. whole time with Gilbert versus mm-hmm. with Andy. Even with Andy Dalton, still Andy Dalton, yeah. you felt like the game was out of, was out of control. Yeah, for me on this one, I'll make it short and sweet. I, I think I got to go with Gilbert on this one because you're you're with a team right now. You're two and seven. You got a little bit of momentum going, and you're grasping for strings right now. You're, mm-hmm. you're grasping for something to hold on to. And I think what what Gilbert brought into that game last week was just that confidence, that that command of the offense. It just seemed like he he elevated the players around mm-hmm. him. Um, and they were going against the number one defense out there in the Pittsburgh Steelers. Yeah. So they weren't going against Washington or New York or anything like that. We're going against a defense, you know, with T.J. Watt coming off the edge, Bud Dupree, and his ability to kind of just maneuver in that pocket and still look downfield and still get his uh, wide receivers involved in the game. I think. Was a, was good and to me, I think this team grasping on strings right now. They're like, hey, we got this momentum with him. We got a guy that you know can go out there and and command the offense. So let's just go ride with that. But we'll see what happens. Yeah, you know, I think part of the thing we got to consider here, and, and I don't, I'm not saying this is necessarily the case, but I think it's possible. And this was this was the Cowboys Super Bowl, and you know this happens throughout every season, every team, even really really bad teams. We saw it last night with the Jets and the Patriots, yeah. where oh, yeah. you know you have a team that's really bad. That they go into a specific game targeting a specific opponent saying, for whatever reason, and the Jets, that was more about getting beat up for so many years. they like, we finally found the the Patriots at a moment when they're vulnerable. Let's go get them. Right, let's go get them. And they went and they still couldn't make it work. But I think the Cowboys had a little bit of that going on last Sunday. They looked at the Steelers. They said, hey, we haven't had things going right for us, but if we really focus in, let's show what we can do with these guys. Let's make them the example. And then you look at the fact from the standpoint of, I think the offensive line played a ton better. I oh, think that yeah. might be because of what Mike McCarthy has been talking about. Mm-hmm. You want your offensive line to play together. Yep. The most important thing about an offensive line, maybe as important as the talent, is how often are they playing together so that That's they're true, playing yeah. as a unit. And maybe we're starting to see some of the results of that. Oh, yeah. So I think when you put all of those things together and then you say, now let's just change out the quarterback, would Dalton have a better team around him at this point than what he had earlier when he was playing that, as Jerry said this morning on the radio, gives, turns maybe one or two of those field goals that they got this last game into a touchdown. If you can just turn one of those into a yeah, touchdown, maybe you win this ball game. Uh, and again, I don't know if, yeah. and I, I get your point, like maybe yeah. they're not, vi- maybe they vibe with one over the other better. Yeah. I don't know. What I do know is I think Gilbert had the advantage of a much better defense, a much oh, better yeah, offensive line, better and a te- at better yeah, conditions, yeah. and a team that was <laughs> yeah. more motivated than yeah. it's been in some of these games earlier this season. Give those same things to Dalton. Let's see what happens. I, I totally agree. Yeah, I totally yeah. agree. I think Andy Dalton is clear he got the short end of the stick. Right. <laughs> yeah, really, no doubt. Really. Two situations. <laughs> um, and, and, I, and I think yeah. that Andy Dalton does well, but there's something about it, right? There's just something about how guys – you know, look at you, how guys, you know, treat you. Mm-hmm. I just got that sense that dudes wasn't messing with, with Andy like that. I, yeah. just, I, just got mm-hmm. the, I just got that sense. You know, when it they, when they stepped, yeah, yeah, it was just like, yeah, I don't think they really care yeah. for him. And as it sucks to say, but that's what I saw. Mm-hmm. I don't know what you saw, baby. Yeah, but. I mean, I, I saw the same thing. I mean, yeah. and, it, and it was all about that, you know, the one play I think we're all harping back to is when, you know, Andy got his you know, block yeah. knocked off a little bit and kind of nobody came to, to his rescue there. And, you know, there's a lot of young players. They're, they're trying to figure out the game themselves. So, I, you know, I don't really fault them for not going after him. But like you said, it was just a vibe, just an energy that yeah. we saw in that Pittsburgh game. And maybe it was, to your point, Derek, how they were kind of hyped up like we got this yep. number one team in here let's show them we can do this mm-hmm. and it could also be you know Pittsburgh kind of overlooking they got a big yeah. win in Baltimore the mm-hmm. week before Pittsburgh coming down here ah, we got these Cowboys oh, they and they ended up being in the dog yeah. fight so overall <laughs> I mean I, I still got to ride with, with my boy Gilbert though yeah. I, got, yeah. I still got to <laughs> yeah. we'll, we'll yeah. see what goes on this week <laughs> alright we're going to take our first break when we come back yeah. we got a couple more questions for you guys we're also going to get into our mid-year it's almost mid-year a little over the mid-year review of the offense we'll do the okay. offense today tomorrow we'll jump into 
the defense, sure. talk a little bit about them. Right. We'll take our break. Come right back. This is DallasCowboys.com radio. There's nothing as unique as our eyes, which is why SLR pioneers ways to make lenses as unique as you. Verilux for super sharp vision, Essential Blue for protection, and Grisol for freedom from glare. Three cutting-edge solutions in a single unique lens. So whatever your needs, insist on Essilor. Visit your local Essilor experts and find the perfect lens for you. See more. Do more. Essilor. Since 1865, Stetson hats are American-made with pride right here in Texas. And Stetson is proud to be on the field with America's team. Want to show your Texas and team pride, too? You can. By purchasing your own Stetson, you can look just like how the flag guys do on field at every home game. Stetson hats, the official crown of all self-respecting cowboys and your favorite football team. Get yours today at shop.dallascowboys.com or at stetson.com. I'm Jay Novacek, former tight end for the Dallas Cowboys. Back in the day, I was the guy who always got the tough yards, and that's why I run with John Deere today. In fact, I have a John Deere 3025E tractor that can handle any yard work I need to do, even the tough yards way out back. So if you have one acre or a thousand, John Deere has the equipment that's just right for you. Visit a John Deere dealer today and run with us. We are the official tractor provider of your Dallas Cowboys. Dear, it's 1908. Don't you think we should get electricity? Hmm, and stop using candles to see at night. It's just electricity lights up the room fast. It's more reliable than candles blowing out, and people seem to love it nationwide. Well, candles are... Dear, did you just run into the wall? Nope. May I have a new candle, please? Historically, switching to new technology is a no-brainer. Today, it's AT&T 5G. Fast, reliable, secure, and nationwide. Switch to AT&T 5G. It's not complicated. 5G requires compatible plan. May not be in your area. See att.com slash 5G for you for details. Back to the break. Looking for something to change up your uh, dinner routine? Help support local Frisco businesses by choosing one of over 30 restaurants at the Star District. For information on delivery, takeout, curbside pickup, and dine-in availability, visit thestardistrict.com. Welcome back to the second segment of The Break. We're live from the SWBC Mortgage Studios at the Star. i got Isaiah, Barry, uh, Kurt with me. We're uh, talking some Cowboys football. Let's. i got another question for you guys before we get into our mid-year review on the offense. Also yesterday, Mike McCarthy and Kellen Moore uh, gave high praise for Joe Looney uh, for stepping in after Tyler Biotish tweaked his hamstring in pregame warm-ups, which, oh, weird, you get yeah. hurt in hamstring, pregame. Hamstring, yeah, the lineman. <laughs> yeah, that, but, yeah, but anyway, yeah, I don't want to get too far into that. I don't want to get too far into that. But my question is, my question is, who should be the starter once they're both healthy? And we've talked about this quite a bit on on uh, on Cowboys Break. I'd love to hear some opinions here. Okay. Let's yeah. start with you guys. Yeah. yeah, I saw a big big Nate dog. We talked about this the, the other evening when we were watching the game, and I feel like Biotis has earned his earned his opportunity, and he he did a good job with his opportunity. I think he should be the starter, and the reason why I think he should be the starter is I think he he's learning. I think he has that that, that tenacity that you really want. Um, obviously coming out of the school he came out of Wisconsin, but uh, I, yeah. I, yeah, but I think you surround him with veteran guys, right? So I think you put Biotis at center, right? Keep building his, his confidence and then you put Looney at left guard, right? And then you obviously got Big Martin at right guard. Mm-hmm. Connor Williams has had his opportunities and he's 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 not, as Nate said earlier, he's not making as many mistakes yeah. but he's still getting dogged, right? Mm-hmm. Still getting thrown out the club. Um, yeah, like Jazzy Jeff. He gets Jeff, blocked so, regularly. All the yeah. time, right? Mm-hmm. So I think if you put Looney and you put Martin on each side of Biotis, I think you have a chance because these tackles are definitely playing better. Um, and Connor just, hey, guess what? Sit, sit back and learn. Yeah. yeah. Go ahead, Kurt. 
Yeah, I agree. Biotish is your future. I mean, Looney's a great guy. I think he's a great locker room guy from everything I've heard. But, you know, Biotish, you know, he's he was drafted for a reason. They need to give him this shot now. And like uh, Isaiah said, he's proved it. He's proved he's, he's worthy of that starting position now. I don't know if I'm as down at, on Connor Williams as you guys are. I think he's still probably the weak. He'll be the weak. I think he'll be the weak link probably in a, in a perfect world where everybody's healthy. He'd be the weak link. But I think he has gotten better. And at this point, again, he's probably going to be your future, not Joe. So, um, you know, I would roll with Biotish. And, and at this point, I'd probably keep rolling with Connor too. Uh, yeah, for me, I'm definitely going to roll with Biotis on this one. Um, this is a young guy coming from a Wisconsin um, school that kind of breeds offensive linemen. We saw the center, you know, for the past couple of years in, mm-hmm. in Frederick, who was uh, from Wisconsin as well, um, kind of be the quarterback of this offensive line. And that's something I can see Biotis being as he progresses, as he gets more reps under his belt. Because more reps are, I mean, it's going to equal, you know, getting a better opportunity and becoming a better player. And I think he can become that quarterback of the offensive line. So i got to stay with Biotis here at the center. And I, I am kind of down on Connor Williams. I, I just saw too many times last week where he was just getting walked back. Just um, last week. Yeah, just <laughs> that last is week. true. He's getting walked back to the quarterback. <laughs> um, but Kurt, you made a great point. I mean, he 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 can be the future, and I don't think the future is in Joe Looney right now. Because before you said that, I was saying the same thing. I said, hey, put yeah. Looney at guard. But then I got to thinking, man, you're right. If we're going to get this guy, if this guy's going to be the future, if Connor Williams is going to be the future, we need to get him reps now. So uh, as far as the center goes, I'm going to have to go with Biotish and Looney. I'm sorry, but uh, he's going to have to take a backseat on this one. <laughs> Yeah, I would say this, though, talking about Connor Williams. <laughs> I actually don't think Connor Williams is your future. Mm, I think okay. the Cowboys, if I'm the Cowboys, you know, oh, okay. somewhere between the third and fifth round of this draft, agree. I'm okay. looking to get a guard. And I and I look at it as I want a guard who can also play center, maybe play tackle. Like I want play, I want position flex. Okay. I actually think, again, we talked a little bit in the break about Garrett Gilbert as a Texas guy, yeah. as a Texas alum that's watched all the games. I'll tell you this about Connor Williams. The last time I saw Connor Williams play well, he was playing a tackle. Not playing a guard. Mm, you're trying to force and, it at this yeah, point. Yeah, exactly. And my opinion is, and he's still. And, and what do we say? What What is the biggest thing we see from Connor Williams all the time? We're like, man, that's why he's not good. Is because he gets overpowered. Yeah. And and oh, I yeah. think that's a part of playing guard. You got to be sturdy playing guard. You talk to Big Nate, he'll tell you you got to be <laughs> oh, sturdy. Yeah. You got to be able to hold up. Yeah. And I think Connor's greatest assets, are, greatest asset, is his feet. Yep. Mm-hmm. Put him at tackle. I think this team what? needs a good, a good. Um, a swing tackle. They haven't been able to find a good swing tackle. Yeah, I think maybe this offseason you make that transition, you invest the pick, yeah. and let's see what you can do at guard and make him your swing tackle if that's something that, that he can do well. But I'm not I'm not convinced he's your future at guard. I'm really not. So are we, uh, are we saying – I would almost Connor rather Lewis? see oh, – go, go ahead, Kurt. Go ahead. Well, I don't I – don't, you know, I could maybe see that, you know, moving out – Connor Williams, but I'd almost rather see what McGovern can do in there instead of which I'm good with too. Has he been that bad? Yeah, no, I'm good with that too. I'm good with seeing what McGovern can do. Again, all I care about at this point is how well do you develop these young guys, right? That's that's my focus for the rest of the season. If I'm Jerry, if I'm Steven, if I'm Will, like the coaches and the players, they're gonna be trying to win. Yeah. Yeah. If I'm those three guys though, (laughs) if I'm those three guys, I'm like, I'm like, I just want to know. Can I develop these young guys so I have a blueprint for who I need to go and get this offseason? Yeah, right. right. so we we get off already. Yeah, yeah. No, y'all, y'all good. Y'all yeah. be thinking about winning. BC, yeah, go ahead. Oh, Try to win as much as you can. The budget, the budget that Jerry set aside for the ring, he already moved that over to something else. Yeah, he reallocated yeah. that. But. Y'all worried about winning over there. We got it. Yeah, you're going to win. Yeah, you know you do your kids. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, y'all, you're doing a great job. Keep going. But in your back of your mind, you're like, I got to get him some lessons. Like, he's not very good at this. Oh. You know? 
So I just I think that's the, way, that's the way they gotta focus right now. And I'm all good with McGovern being the guy that takes those reps of guard. Oh, oh man, I, man, I just can't, I can't, I can't buy into it, man. I can't buy into just. just we're only what a, what a game and a half out. Yes, yeah, wait, is it game and a half? Yes, yeah, a game and a half. Game and a half game out, man. I just, I just know for a fact those players in that locker well, room would not buy into that. Just we we got it. We got a chance still. We yeah. still got a chance. To be honest with you, I don't think I think mm. the way this thing is going to end, I think the Cowboys are actually going to be the worst team in the division. Because wow. I could see scenarios where I can see scenarios where the Giants can be better than the Cowboys. Um, I look at they're the Giants right now. They're playing good they're, ball. They're, they're, they're getting yeah. better yeah. as the yeah, season are. goes on. They're they getting are. better and better and better. And by the way, they still got their quarterback. And I know they don't have their running back, but they still they still got their quarterback. Danny Dimes. And it that's makes not, a difference. It makes a difference when you still got your starter out <laughs> there. Boy. I really do. He does do some some he weird looks things at times. Like he just got some somebody just took his Skittles out of his pocket. Uh, he's, he's sitting outside like, yeah. <laughs> that's the way his predecessor. Here, too, though. Mm. You know, the dude before him did the same thing. This is true. And he won two looking like that. So I'm just saying. True that. <laughs> I'm just saying. All right, let's move into this mid-year review. Actually, before we do that, we're going to go ahead and take our final break. When we'll come back, I got some questions for you guys. We're going to roll through some of these uh, and give a good overview of what we think of this offense after about a little over half the season is done. We'll do that when we come back. This is DallasCowboys.com radio. We're back with a tasty treat that's sweeping airwaves and taste buds. It's new Dr. Pepper and Cream Soda. Let's take a listen. Dr. Pepper and Cream Soda's here. A new combo that's music to my ears, okay. Let's play. Cream Soda and Dr. Pepper time. Pour it in a glass of ice. Ah, music to my ears and mouth. New Dr. Pepper and Cream Soda. A delicious duet. There's nothing as unique as our eyes, which is why Essilor pioneers ways to make lenses as unique as you. Verilux for super sharp vision, Essential Blue for protection, and Crizol for freedom from glare. Three cutting-edge solutions in a single unique lens. So whatever your needs, insist on Essilor. Visit your local Essilor experts and find the perfect lens for you. See more. Do more. Essilor. The Cowboys way, where 16 Hall of Famers and five championships shows us what success looks like, where turkey is always the second best part of Thanksgiving Day, where we are all defined by one single thing, the star, where we as fans know it's our job to keep the tradition going. Bank of America is proud to be the official bank of the Dallas Cowboys and to support the quest of living life the Cowboys way. Copyright 2020, Bank of America Corporation. Dear, it's 1908. Don't you think we should get electricity? Hmm, and stop using candles to see at night. It's just electricity lights up the room fast. It's more reliable than candles blowing out, and people seem to love it nationwide. Well, candles are... Dear, did you just run into the wall? Nope. May I have a new candle, please? Historically, switching to new technology is a no-brainer. Today, it's AT&T 5G. Fast, reliable, secure, and nationwide. Switch to AT&T 5G. It's not complicated. 5G requires compatible plan. May not be in your area. See att.com slash 5G for you for details. Back to the break. The 2020 PBR Unleash the Beast World Finals will be at AT&T Stadium this Thursday through Sunday. Don't miss a second of the action. Get your tickets now at PBR.com or SeatGeek.com. Welcome back to the final segment of The Break Live from the SWBC Mortgage Studios at the Star. 
Let's do a little mid-year review in okay. Q. All right. So what I'm going to do is, and we might have to span some of this into mm-hmm. next week. We'll see how, see how it goes. But because some of these questions, we might we might dig in a little oh, bit. Oh, yeah. Oh, but yeah. we're going to talk about this offense. I got some questions for you guys <laughs> just as a big picture look of this team. Um, let's start first with the wide receivers. If you had to trade, I know the trade deadline is gone, but if you had to trade one of these wide receivers to get extra draft capital to fix another area of the team, which we can probably all agree there are a lot of areas they can fix, mm-hmm. who would it be and why? you got Amari Cooper, CeeDee Lamb, or Michael Gallup. Let's start with you, Church. For me, this is a tough one, man, because these, these, all these guys bring value, but I'm going to have to go Amari Cooper on this one. And for the simple fact that I believe he can get you more draft capital or he can get you more in return for the trade than a C.D. Lamb or a Michael Gallup can give you. So that's the reason I'm going with for a uh, trade if I'm going with Amari, Amari Cooper. Plus, I mean, I feel like C.D. Lamb has already kind of developed almost into that, you know, one one option, either 1A, 1B option. And we all know what Michael Gallup brings to the table. So for me, I'm going to have to go with Amari Cooper on this one. I mean, it's, just, it's, it's choose your poison on that one, but I'm going to go with Amari Cooper. Kurt. Yeah, I agree that Cooper would probably bring you the much in return, but I just don't think his contract's tradable. Nah, I, mean, I just don't think true. there's any way they can move him without with that size of the, of the deal and the dead money that'd be involved. And I do agree that Lamb, I mean, he's looking like a number one already, and you've already, you know, being a rookie, he's on a perfect contract. So to me, Gallup was the guy that you'd probably have a best chance of moving and getting something in return. In some ways, I wish they'd been a little bit more aggressive in trying to get him uh, moved at the trade deadline this year because, I mean, not many teams have three potential Pro Bowl wide receivers on their roster. There's a lot of really good teams out there that don't have that kind of talent. Mm-hmm. They could have used the Cowboys could have used more talent on the defense yes, uh, sir. In, in this regard. And I think maybe, maybe they should have been a little bit more there. So Gallup would be my guy. Isaiah, um, <clears throat> without taking the contracts into, into consideration, I, I would say Coop, just because you would get the most draft cap out of him. And, but I, I think he's reached his peak. I don't think he's. I don't think he's going to keep climbing. Mm-hmm. So I think you mm-hmm. get rid of him and you try to get as much as you can. Uh, but obviously, taking into contracts into, into consideration, obviously Gallup. Uh, that's the last person I would want to get rid of, uh, just because I think Gallup is going to be. He's going to be a beast be in this guy. league, and he's and he's he's shown it mm-hmm. a number of times. Um, but you would hate to get rid of somebody with that much talent. You know, un- untapped talent mm-hmm. already. And he's he's pretty amazing already. Based on what you've seen so far, do you guys think that C.D. Lamb can end up being better by when he ever he reaches the peak of his career, will end up being better than Amari Cooper? Yes. I think he can be better than Amari Cooper. He's already so so quarterback friendly in that slot position. He knows how to work the zones. He knows how to work man coverage. And he seems to always be open no matter what the coverage is on him. So I think he'll only continue to grow. And I think he'll reach a ceiling far past Amari Cooper's was. Um, not nothing against Amari because he's a great wide receiver. But I just think CeeDee Lamb, I think he's the truth. And I think his ceiling is, is extremely high. I agree. I agree. CeeDee's going to be really good. Does the team need this many? Nah. Does the team need this many Pro Bowl wide receivers, though? Nah, they don't. They don't. Not at all. Well, I'll, I'll tell you no. this. If, no. if Ezekiel Elliott keeps playing like he's playing, I think Oof, he may. Man. Because I, I think this team has, has transitioned from being a run-first team. Yeah, when yeah. you have a healthy Dak and you got those yeah. three wide receivers and you got an offensive line that can protect them, we saw it earlier this season. I'm looking at this team and saying, this is a team that's going to be putting up 30-plus a game. This is true. So if you're doing that, yeah. then, then yeah, I think you do need those three wide receivers. Now, don't get me wrong. Mm. At whatever point Cooper's contract is up, I think the Cowboys are going to say goodbye and thank you for your services, mm-hmm. and they'll move on with those other yeah. two. And that doesn't mean they got to rush out and try to find another Pro Bowl receiver, but it does mean for the t- time that you have them, for that year, two years, I think yeah, the Cowboys well take advantage of it. Absolutely, yeah, take, yeah, take yeah, advantage right. of it, right? 
But you got you got to have somebody uh, to stop the ball too. That's the problem. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's why I was they, they don't have enough talent on the other side. <laughs> and we go full circle back to the original question: They need draft capital because yes. they got to rebuild this defense. There's no doubt about that. Let's move on to the next question I have for you guys. Compared to the preseason expectations you had for Blake Jarwin, Dalton Schultz has been as good, better, or worse. Mm, worse. Ooh, you think he's been worse? Expectations? Yeah, expectations of what you had really? for for Blake Jarwin. Dalton Schultz has been as good as that, better than that, or worse? Oh, worse for me. Okay. My expectations of Jarwin was to come in really? here and take the top off this thing. Mm. Um, obviously, with the offensive line woes, I mean, he he would have had to sit in and block a little bit more. But that's why you brought you know the bell dozer in here. You know, okay. he brought him in to block. Yeah. You know, Schultz should have been. I mean, not Schultz, but um, you know. Um, why not just blame it? Jarwin should have been in the hip pocket and he should have been taking the top off. He would have been another accessory, especially in the situations we're facing now when we need to go a lot more too tight. Uh, he, he would have still had a deep threat down the middle, which we really don't have right now because we have to be able to sit back and block. Okay, go ahead, Kirk. Well, I wonder, I mean, Dalton right now is on pace for 62 catches and 680 yards, which I think was, would that, would that be what you've expected from Jarwin? To me, I think he's probably been just as good um, now you're right. He probably doesn't take the top off as well, but I think he's been a pretty good, uh, you know, what you'd need from that tight end. I mean, if, if Dak was in the the quarterback, he might even have, you know, more catches, more yards, that sort of thing. So, um, yes, I'd probably like to have Jarwin in there more, but as far as expectations, I think Dalton's held up well. I think he's he's given you about what you you'd want. Yeah, I'm going to have to uh, side with you on this one, Kurt. Um, you know, I feel like, you know, the expectations for Jarwin coming into the season, they were lively. I mean, I, th- I thought for sure, you know, he was going to come in here and he was going to be Zach Ertz-esque and he was going to be able to stretch the field in the middle of the field. Um, you know, he went down with that injury, so that's, you know, that's that was that. And to me, Dalton Shorts, he's come in here, he's blocked well, he's been a quarterback-friendly tight end, He's always seems to be where he needs to be. He hasn't dropped a lot of passes. And like you said, Kurt, he's on, on pace for 62 catches. And for me, for a guy that, you know, that was coming in here that was just supposed to be another guy, another tight end. I think he, he's played extremely well. Um, you know, with all the reports through training camp that he was having a good year, I kind of just kind of went those to the side. Ah, he'll just he'll be a forgotten guy. But uh, he came in here and, he, and he's proven that, you know, his, he put in the work during training camp. So for me, uh, I think he's been as good as advertised. You know, although I agree with you guys from the standpoint of Schultz being better than what I expected, because I was coming into this into training camp, I was like, I don't even know Schultz makes this team. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the fact that he has put up the numbers he's put up makes me think he certainly has done much better than I thought he could do. Now, here's the flip side to that. I agree with you from the standpoint, Isaiah, that um, I do think this uh, this offense takes on a different dimension if you've got that deep threat in the middle of the field. Uh, Because defenses have to play, as you guys know, defenses got to play you different when you got that tight end. How how would you have to play play, play Cowboys different Jarwin versus Schultz? It'd be night and day. You you couldn't run like too high shell because he can split the middle. I mean, it's rough. I mean, especially... Go ahead. No, go ahead. ahead. So I was saying, like, who would you match up on him? Because he can outrun linebackers. He can out-physical safeties. I mean, you'd have to bring in an extra corner in there, and that would take another linebacker out. So then that would open it up for your running game. So... I mean, yeah, it changes, it changes a lot. And then the part I think about is if you got situations where you got with CD Lamb now working in the working the slot, that complicates things even more because yeah. now it really puts a lot of stress on the yeah. middle of your defense being able to cover, That's and true. you got Gallup just running down the middle yeah. of the field, down the outside <laughs> of the field, right? So I just think that the whole thing changes. Absolutely. It's not that Schultz hasn't done a good job; no, he's it's that job. the whole offense. Changes when you got a guy uh, like 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 Blake and that's Jarwin. Why you paid him what you paid yeah. him because yeah. you were playing him based off the expectation mm. of the abilities that, that what he opened up for you on offense. Right. 
This is true. All right, so we might spend the rest of the show on this next question, so I'm just giving y'all a fair warning. So here we go. With all that's happened this season with Dak Prescott when he played and since the injury and how the team performed when he was there versus when he was not, the price you'd be willing to pay him has either increased, decreased, or stayed exactly the same. Kurt, let's let you go first. Hmm. Well, I always thought that he was – a $40 million quarterback. Just not so much maybe that he ranked in talent with the Russell Wilsons of the world, but in the fact that was the market. And I think today you're looking at a $40 million quarterback there, which I think the Cowboys were closer to 35 maybe. So just in that regard, plus the obvious struggles they've had without him, yeah, I think the price for him is going up. And I, I think the Cowboys kind of missed the boat and not already signing him. Now the the real question or the real hang-up before was the number of years. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, it sounded like where it was, I think, the difference between three and four years. Even that, in some ways, I think the Cowboys are going to have to bite the bullet and pay this guy. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, he's, he's proven that he's he's a quality cali- uh, quarterback that can carry this team. Very. Uh, yeah, for me, I'm going to have to say that uh, it's increased. Um, if we're not, even, we're not even talking about his on-the-field stuff. We're talking about off-the-field, just leadership alone. I mean, I yeah. think if he was in the locker room, I don't think you had – and even if it was going as bad as it is, I don't think you have these anonymous quotes coming out saying, you know, coaches don't know what they're doing or, or, or the pointing uh, fingers here and there. I think if he's in that locker room, he's your bona fide, unquestioned leader. So I think off-the-field, he would – I mean, his price has got to go up. Now, on-the-field, we, we can see it with our own eyes. I mean, he, he elevates – so many people out there, it's ridiculous. So I got to think he's been elevated from that $35, $36 million that he was offered. He, he's got to be up in the 40s, like uh, Kurt was saying. Yep, pay the man. Pay the man. I mean, I, I, you know, I've, always, I've always been pretty tough on, on Dak and some of the things, you know, especially when Andy came in, I, thought, I, felt, I felt like there were some things that Andy did better than him. But, um, you know, Dak has proven himself with his absence. Yeah. With his absence, he's proven himself. Um, and and as the question is, in terms of has his has his stock went up in terms of what the Cowboys are willing to pay him? Yes, yes. Um, now the rest of the league—that's a different question. I'm not okay. sure if the league would pay him any differently. But what he means to this Cowboys organization, they definitely have to pay him more than what they were inten- intending to do. Do you guys think he stepped mm-hmm. into that elite status at this point with what he did early no. in the season? No, not not after what I've seen from you know the the, the Mahomes, the Aaron Rodgers of the world. Just just arm talent alone, yeah. I don't think he stepped into that upper echelon. But he, he's not too far behind. He's not too far behind, and I think um, we have the quarterback. Oh, we have the future at our at quarterback here and the franchise with uh, yep. Dallas, or, uh, Dak Prescott. I can't even speak right. Now. <laughs> can, can they win a championship with him? <laughs> they have. It's not. It's not just his shoulders. Yeah. It's not just his shoulders. Yes, he's a he's a very capable quarterback. But as we've seen this year, it's so much more than just <laughs> than just quarterback yeah, play. So true. if they fix all the other areas, absolutely, <laughs> that's the guy that you want. You know, you want uh, coordinating things on that side of the ball. Um, but you know, when we start making comparisons to Russ and Autumn Cast, he's not he's not in that category yet yeah uh, and, and to be honest with you I, I've always thought his trajectory is Russ's trajectory like yeah. where where he is in his career is where Russ was at that point in his career yeah, yeah, that's, that's and, I, and I think he's still he every year he gets better that's and fair, better yeah. and better true that. and I, I so I think at, at some point I think we will be talking about Dak Prescott the go. same way we talk about Russ yep. he will be the guy and by the way once you pay that quarterback, he has to become the guy. Oh, yeah. Like, that's what I was talking about earlier when I said they're transitioning yeah. from a yeah. running team to a passing team. Yeah. Well, when you pay that quarterback, because by the way, when you pay that quarterback, the likelihood that you're going to have Zeke on another deal or that you're going to have another running back that's paid his amount of money, mm-hmm. the next time he's up, ain't going to happen. Nope. Right? No, 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 no. So, so over no, time, that tends happen. to change, and it's going to turn more into a situation yeah. where Dak's going to have to be the man. And what I saw this year in those games he played, 
Yeah, he the numbers it. they were putting yeah, up, and and I mean just the way they were in those situations, and people can say it was you know it was it was garbage time. It's never garbage time in, in the NFL because if you get your team back in position to win, mm-hmm. yeah, then that means you true. did what you were supposed to do, right? <laughs> no matter how true. it started off. True so all that being said, I, I think Dak Prescott's putting himself right in place for the kind of quarterback that that you need in today's NFL, and I think he will be among those elite guys parallel. at some point. Okay, okay. I can dig it. All right, let's move on to one final question here before we end the show. Um, who has the bigger pro- who's been the bigger problem or disappointment uh, for this team this season? Uh, and this one's going to span between <laughs> offense and defense and special teams. Actually, the names are Jalen Smith, Chris Jones, or Zeke Elliott. Who's been a bigger disappointment? Mm. Based on expectations of what you had for them and how right. they've performed, who's been a bigger you could disappointment? You can throw the punter out. Nobody cares about punters. You can throw the punter (laughs) out. Until until he's punting for 30 yards, and then you care about the punter. (laughs) It's it's Zeke for me. It's Zeke Zeke for me, and it it sucks. I mean, what's happened to him? Well, he's had bad luck in terms of the offensive line. He's spoiled. He was spoiled. Yeah. I mean, let's call it how it is. No doubt. He, he, I mean, he's, mm-hmm. how many running backs come in and they just have almost you know three All Pro you know linemen in front of them? It's not something that happens. So he was spoiled, and then you know adversity hit in that regard, and then he didn't take care of his business in terms of um, you know securing the ball. Um, and I think the, the, the combination of those two things have obviously lowered his his trajectory. Um, he's he's well under underperforming where anybody in this league expect him. Not only just the Cowboys, but anybody. I'm expecting him to be doing, and I'm, I'm sure he's looking forward to a better second half. Yep. Yeah, I, I gotta agree. I think it's Zeke on this one, um, and I think a lot of the expectations had to go, had to go into that as well. Um, when you're coming in here, you're getting paid ninety million dollars. Your QB one goes down. Everybody's kind of looking at you. We this is the guy we kind of got to lean on. He has to carry us throughout this year, and for him not to be able to do that, and and the fumbles that have occurred, and him being a part of um, a lot of turnovers, it, it's just not it's just not what we're accustomed to seeing, and accustomed to what we thought we were going to see coming out of Zeke coming out of this year. So for me, I gotta say Zeke has been the disappointment. Uh, we have a couple games left, so hopefully he can get out of this rut. But overall, when you got you know Tony Pollard out there, kind of looking better than you, especially last week when it comes to the running game, uh, I think you've you fallen off a little bit. So uh, hopefully he can stick his game up. But to me, the disappointment has got to be Zeke. Scott Kurt. Hey Barry, Barry is a defensive guy. You know Pittsburgh went into that game saying we're shutting down Zeke. That was their whole That's game plan. We're shutting down Zeke. Very I agree true. that Zeke doesn't have the same burst anymore. But is he seeing different? defensive looks than a guy like Pollard who maybe is getting in there when it's a little more spread out. That's and open. true. Yeah. Well, I agree, though. I think Zeke, um, mainly he's going to be saddled with that contract now. He's just not living up to what they paid him. And he's obviously, you know, yes, he's had the, the uh, banged-up offensive line, some other factors, but he just doesn't have the same burst, it looks like, anymore that he used to. So, And Jalen Jalen gets a lot of criticism, but, yeah, he's 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 – you know, maybe weak in coverage, but I kind of wonder where this team would be without him. I mean, well, he's he's second in the league in tackles. I'll tell you this: we're, we're going to we're gonna we're gonna defer that conversation <laughs> to tomorrow when we talk about defense because I got some real opinions on Mr. Jalen Smith. There but, we go. But that all being Uh-oh. said, like I, I, I agree Uh-oh. with you guys though on Zeke. The the disappointment to me is not even so much about like I know a lot of people talk about the fact he doesn't have the big long runs. Like that's not the part I worry about because his average was at one point the season was actually pretty good. Mm-hmm. 
My my issue though with Zeke is the fumbles. Like you can, if you are, and I think he is. I think he is the leader of this team right now with Dak out. He's the guy that stands up there, and you guys know how important this is. When things aren't going right, somebody's got to go stand in front of the media and take the brunt of that. And he is the first one to step up and be like, "I got it. Let's do this." Yeah. Right. This and, and that's a part of being a leader. And so I, I give him all credit for that. But I think when you just look at it, I don't think that I think that you can't have your leader being as big a part of the problem from the standpoint of the turnovers as he's been. That, to me, is just a matter of you got to be more focused than that. And if yeah. nothing else, you got to run in there like, I'm just, I don't care what happens. I might only get two yards, but you're not getting this ball from me. And, yeah. and I just think he was setting the wrong example with the turnovers, and that was their biggest problem, in my opinion, yeah. early on in the season. They probably get, but for all those turnovers, yeah. I would say they probably have two more wins this season. Than they have right now, and you'd be sitting even prettier in the NFC East. Yeah, so, yeah. now we're talking something real. When y'all saying we gonna win? Like yeah. I'm drinking Kool Aid with y'all. Like, yeah, they might get in the playoffs. You know, I mean, and then to me, that's that's you. You expect your leader to be able to handle those kinds of things. Those are the basics. Right? Is he that guy though for this team? In what way you mean? Is he the leader? I think so. No, 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 I, well, no, 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 no. Not saying what we perceive it to be. Who, is he the leader? My question would be if that's he's if he's not, who else? Like mm. I don't, I don't know that there's another guy like Amari ain't that. Take That's Martin. not Amari's we know, thing, yeah, we know that, right? Yeah. They, those yeah. offensive linemen, it, maybe Martin, may, but I don't, I don't know. think I don't know if Martin is. Vocal. I don't know if he's as vocal mm. as you might need, and and certainly he's not the guy that everybody's looking at to say, yeah. "Hey man, what's going on?" You know, it's, it's definitely so not Martin. Sure. I don't know who else. Yeah. I mean, what are we gonna say yeah. it's Jalen. <laughs> I mean, really? Is that <laughs> what we're going to take accountability Ooh, in the, in the right. press conference? Like, right. So I, I, yeah. Honestly, I don't know who you're gonna point to. I mean, maybe it's Demarcus, but we talk about this a lot on the break. There, there's there's good leadership and there's bad leadership. Mm-hmm. It's still leadership. You might be leading guys the wrong way sometimes, mm-hmm. right? So, yeah. so is Demarcus always doing the things he should be doing if he's gonna be the leader? To where everybody's following the right way and not following the wrong way, right? I, so, I, from the outside looking in, I that goes back good. to goes back to what. Sorry, that goes back to what Barry was saying about missing Dak. Man, he was such yeah, a leader yeah, in that. I mean, he was the guy that could rally guys to come back. Yep. Yeah, what I, th- I think everybody's just looking around right now. Yeah. I, I don't, again, I'm not in the locker room. None of us are in the locker room to tell you. Probably have better beat than any of us, but I don't feel like that anybody has a voice right now. I feel like when things go wrong, I think everybody's just kind of looking around like. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and and you can't really lean on a guy like Sean Lee because he hasn't been out there. Yeah, He's been on IR, so he can't really go out there and address the team and tell them what direction to go in. It, it's and tough. Sean was the one, and there. he was the he was the hype man before the game. We saw that. Yeah. He, he was the one in the middle of the circle. And I know, even though you are you, you've had a good career, but everybody's probably looking at him like it's kind of when we looked at Wit, like all right, Wit, like all right, bro. you <laughs> had a day, you got it. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> All right, we're going to finish this conversation tomorrow because I do actually, I think that's a conversation worth having. Talk a little bit about the leadership void. Is there a leadership void on this team and how much does that matter? Particularly from two guys that have been in the locker rooms and seen how that all plays out when you got 53 guys kind of looking around trying to figure out what's going on. We'll do that tomorrow. We appreciate you guys joining us today uh, for Isaiah, Barry, and Kurt. We will be back tomorrow. This has been DallasCowboys.com Radio. <laughs> this has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about-